This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to Front Office Features. I am Rob Crane and I'm here again, once again, with Chris Valente. Chris, how are you? What's up, Rob? You know, uh, just enjoying a wonderful day uh, here in lovely uh, Lincoln, Rhode Island, where I call home. And uh, just catching up on a, on a busy week. I think the Pat O'Connor interview was very timely. Did you see all the... Uh, uh, articles that uh, was going on before that, like over the weekend? Yeah, no, it's uh, it was very timely considering that minor league baseball might have to shutter 42 teams. Did I read that right? Uh, I saw that. Uh, I don't think I'm actually allowed to like give my opinion. Probably not. Um, but that seems like unrealistic. Posturing? Uh, Negotiating? Uh, yeah, a, a tad, right? It seems like uh, the beginning part of a uh, of a long drawn out negotiation remember this thing doesn't end expire until after next year uh so we still got a long ways to go a lot will happen anyway, between you, now and then you know what there's not a lot of time left in is there's not a lot of time left in uh to uh, start your application at san diego state uh for their sports mba program chris the deadline is coming up november 1st that's like a week it's like yeah, it's like here. Halloween's next week. But this it's, it's it, it is coming like a freight train. We've had San Diego State for our first uh, uh, our first sponsor started in uh, October. What's your uh, what's your signed, what's your daughter going to be for Halloween? Uh, a San Diego State alum. Oh wow! <laughs> no, a, imagine that's, that. That's, that's, I dress her up as a San Diego State cheerleader. You got your, you got her college tuition for Halloween. That's a that's a very nice present. <laughs> I am dedicated to the cause. Damn it! Yeah, there you go. Um, Trick or treat at Rob's house. You get college tuition paid for. <laughs> we give full candy bars, and my uh, three-year-old daughter dresses up as an Aztec uh, cheerleader. Awesome. <laughs> that would be uh, that'd be great. Um, you know, one of the things you were just telling me is we are we're a worldwide podcast. We've got all the way across from uh, Europe and Germany and Switzerland, but also the Dominicans listening, and a part of you know why I think is. A part of San Diego State Sports MBA program included in like your tuition, everything is a study abroad experience in the Dominican. And we have like we just looked before we started the podcast. We have listeners down there. Yeah, it, we like have legit listeners in the Dominican. In Santo Domingo, uh, I hey Santo Domingo, what's up? Shout out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, shout out to Santo <laughs> Domingo. Um, their sports MBA program travels to uh, Dominican every summer. Uh, partners with Major League Baseball's office. Hey, maybe they can get us some uh, insight on what's going on with the uh, PBA negotiations. Uh, they do community service uh, in the neighborhoods all across the country. Uh, all across the country, it's like you know where the guys are uh, getting signed from, and um, 
they talk, they go to like one of the, um, um, what I think of the academies, and then they go talk to the players about the importance of education in the future, uh, and making sure when they uh, get sent up the you know the pipeline, um, you know that they're they're educated for the for the future, and they talk about uh, their experience, and um, I even think they they go and talk to like a big league, uh, major league. Uh, sponsor bank to talk about like you know financial literacy and everything it's a legit uh study abroad program and who doesn't i think the dominican uh would be a ton of fun to go to you learn a ton yeah uh we we've invested a lot of money down there on the sock side from that you mentioned the academies because obviously the amount of talent that we've had on our ball club whether it be pedro uh, or Big Poppy have come out of there. Yeah, so like some guy, little guy named David Ortiz and Pedro Martinez. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Um, yeah, kind of big guys. But yeah, no, I think to to be able from a from a educational standpoint on, on a college side to get a taste of that and see that firsthand and round yourself out and be more knowledgeable about how this whole industry works is invaluable. So the fact that the San Diego State has had the foresight to put that through to put that as part of the curriculum is is, is awesome. And then, I mean, we've already beaten this drum. To death, but in terms of weather and places to be for grad school, oh, geez, the, the DR in San Diego, not too bad, not too no, bad at all. Not not too bad at all. Um, SDSU.edu backslash SMBA. Uh, check them out on their website. They've got a really cool program. And by the way, the white whale has been caught. Little Jackie Tipton, Jack Tipton, badass Jack Tipton. <laughs> Uh, really cool guy, Jack Tipton from the Penguins, who started this whole damn thing by me telling a LinkedIn story. Um, I got, we got him. He is on the podcast. Um, um, he's on the podcast, and he is. Uh, we got a, We got him for. Uh, we got him for the whole thing. I hope. I hope the the payoff is as good as the weight, based on the buildup that we've made of Jack. We've I think we've promoted Jack's brand for the past month and a half without him having to really do anything for it. So now, I'm glad we finally wrangled that big tiger, and can't wait to hear what he has to say and tell us a little bit about Rob Crane and his little Rob Crane when you were a little guy. So he, he called me Robbie. Robbie. Right? So oh, all right. My, my my mom still calls me Robbie. Jack. I I know him as Jackie Tipton. We talk about it. It's like if you knew me before age 14. I uh, called him Jackie, me Robbie, uh, some of my uh, friends um, uh, still call me Robbie. Uh, I was, by the way, an IE Robbie, not a Y. Oh, all right. It's a cool way to do it. Um, and I'll make sure, so I'll I, make sure I that threw him, everyone in our I office knows this tomorrow to, for now on to address you as Robbie in your emails. <laughs> <laughs> I probably screwed myself right here. Uh, but I, when I, we got him on Skype. And when I got him on Skype, I didn't, like, explain anything of what we were doing. I wanted to get his raw emotion and my raw emotion from uh, just connecting for the first time in 25-plus years. I literally haven't seen this kid since sixth grade. And uh, so I just, like, hit record, and then we just start talking. And uh, It's kind of how we did this was, thing, right? We just kind of hit record and start talking. We just kind of hit record and start going. But I wanted to make sure it was like uh, we talked about everything that we wanted to. Uh, we wanted to. So uh, really good. Uh, he uh, really has done some really cool things in the sports industry. Um, 
and uh, is like a real player and uh, has done a lot of cool so things. So he's the was... director of corporate partnerships for the Penguins, right? Is that his title? Yeah, senior. I think his title senior director of corporate sales um, for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, so I don't I talk about this in that podcast, but so I have like one sports god in my life. Hmm. So I was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and moved to outside of Boston when I was in sixth let grade. Let me see if I can, let me see who I can guess who it is. Guess get take a take a while guess. It's either it was one of two people. I'm, I'm, I, yeah. It's either Yager or Lemieux. It is Lemieux by far. Lemieux by far. Okay. Uh, and I, you know, you and I were around professional athletes a lot, and. I don't get nervous or anything, you know. Uh, yeah, the starstruck stuff's worn off. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't star, happen. It's, yeah. it's, it's gone. But I would completely poop my pants if I met Mario Lemieux. Mario Lemieux. Anything, any player, any anything doesn't even come close if Mario Lemieux walked in the door. I would I would shit myself. That was my – so mine is Don Manley. I've For whatever reason, I've somehow still not been able to – I've met a lot of people. I've met – Gretzky, I've actually, I don't think I've met Lemieux, but I've never met Don Manley, who was my absolute hero growing up. And I used to like, I remember vividly used to run to the TV every time he was up because like back then there was no social media, there was no highlights or that stuff. And I used to beg to stay up to watch his last at bat. And after he would get out or get a hit, we usually get a hit because he was called the hitman. I would, yeah. I would then go to bed. That, that was like the trigger. But I wanted to see Don, Donnie baseball bat as many times as I could before bed because... Uh, that was my hero. Just never. I've yet to meet him, and he's been in baseball for how? I mean, he's he's been a manager in baseball for years now, and I still have never met him. That's that that's absurd. I think um, because you're in baseball. And at, where, where's he managing now? The Marlins. Yeah, I well, guess the Marlins yeah, don't come to Fenway yeah. a lot. No, never. Like uh, I don't think. I don't. And he was. Has the schedule come out for next year? Yes, it's out. Yep, baseball. Baseball comes out early because we don't have to worry about sharing arenas, stadiums with other folks. So, like with the NBA and NHL, those guys have to deal with a lot more crossover. With baseball, we're not sharing the stadium with anybody else. The only one left is Oakland, but that's over now too next year because the Raiders are going to Vegas. But so baseball, baseball schedule scheduling so, is much easier than other sports. So that's the only one now. It was Oakland. Yeah, Raiders and yeah. Raiders and A's. That's it. The only two that are. That's the only other oh, geez, thing that's being shared in a baseball team. I mean, the Yankees have uh, a soccer team, but obviously that soccer team is going to work around the Yankee schedule. So yeah, I don't think. Uh, like when hockey and basketball, depending on who owns the arena or what the lease agreement is, you get primary dates and secondary dates. You have to submit to the league to then make the schedule. So that's a much different process uh, in those sports. So, but baseball, our schedule comes out in the middle of our season. It's already out for next year. So when you were in uh, minor league hockey, did you have major scheduling issues? Oh my God, yes. Because we, while we were the, I think we were the main tenant in uh, Albany, but in Lowell, UMass, UMass Lowell eventually bought the arena. So they would take the dates that they wanted on a Friday or Saturday, which would hurt us. And then in Albany, we had to deal with Siena basketball. There's also concert holds. There's circus holds. Like, so there was working with the league. Everyone's always fighting, especially in minor league hockey for the Friday, Saturday nights. You don't want Wednesday night. Cause that's like a, the kiss of death. No one's coming. Yeah. No, right. So same thing with minor league. Baseball. You want as many weekends as possible. So, uh, I remember going through the, the grid and the matrix of trying to navigate that. Once you got the initial draft and everyone would like freak out, like, Oh my God, we have 14 Wednesdays. <laughs> Our season's screwed. And you'd always just try to get that down to like nine or eight. And you had to do a lot of horse trading with the, your other tenants, 
baseball, you own the building. There's no one else there. You just submit what you want from the from the league. And then pretty much it's every day is available. Why wouldn't it be, right? And then after that, you would back into your concert schedule and Fenway and so forth based on whenever your schedule falls. So it's a very different process for baseball than it is for hockey, basketball. And even football probably has just as easy as baseball. Uh, I can't really think of how what would be yeah, the I mean, issue there. Yeah, I mean, if you're an NFL team, you are the main tenant. And there's only eight games, right? So, like, right. how hard is that to find eight nights out of the year? Uh, yeah, right. And you know you're playing on Sunday. Pretty much. And it's, well, no, you got Monday, Tuesday, Monday Thursday now. Monday, too. Thursday. Right. But it's but it's much easier. Uh, yeah. The baseball schedule is the trickiest part. And there's I think there's these – I don't know if this is still true. I think there's, like, literally this husband and wife – who've been making the MLB baseball schedule forever. Really? I don't know if that's true. It was for true for a long time. So in, in AAA baseball in the International League, there was this guy, uh, rest in peace, uh, Dave Rosenfield, and uh, he was with a Norfolk club. And I remember my first International League meeting. I was in the Pacific Coast League for a long time. And the first time I show up to an International League meeting, I get the schedule for next year. It is literally in pencil it is a handwritten schedule in a grid that is literally handmade with like a ruler and pencil and dave would do it by pencil and i was like what the heck is this but uh that's how we used to do the schedule in the uh in the international league dave uh passed away a year or two ago uh he was a great guy uh, but yeah, used to do the schedule by pencil by hand for the international league. I actually just looked it up. So there's a 30 for 30 on this called the schedule makers where husband and wife, uh, have been making out of Staten Island, out of their house, the MLB schedule by like pencil for 25 years where they just Henry and Holly Stevenson, where a wife duo working out of an upstairs bedroom in their Staten Island home with a computer, a pencil, and a great deal of cooperation. They've been making the schedule for oh Major League Oh, my God. Yeah. How crazy is that? That's insane. All right, by the way, we've got to go get, uh, go get Henry and Holly Stetson uh, on the podcast yeah. to talk about how the hell you make the MLB uh, schedule. Excuse me, Henry and Holly, I know you did a, a 30 for 30, but we got this thing called Front Office Features. It's way bigger. It, <laughs> so, it's it's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's Forget big ESPN. Deal. I don't know if you've ever heard of us, but we're a big deal. We, we've got a sponsor in San Diego State Sports MBA program, SDSU backslash SMBA. Much, much. They, and SDSU is paying much more money to be with us than they ever would for ESPN, so... I'm, yeah. sure, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. But uh, the uh, I think uh, the the Pat O'Connor one. Not only was he good with, uh, he was very. I was surprised. We did literally did this, Chris, in a hotel lobby. Uh, I emailed him, and he was like, "Yeah, sure." Uh, well, I'll say this: Pat O'Connor, unbelievably accessible. Uh, he emailed me back in like 15 minutes. So he's the CEO of minor league baseball. I know it's it, a big freaking it, deal. His uh his interview was awesome. Like he, the, the 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 advice, and I I I was listening to the through the lens of if I was a young person trying to get through in this business, and the advice he was providing with the two ears and one one, one pair of ma- like lips, like uh, it uh, resonated. Yeah, God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. It literally was like flashbacks of my life to my former CEO of an old school guy. You could tell Pat's an old school guy that it, it would benefit you greatly at a young 
age in your career to have someone like that mentoring you because it probably gets you easier to transition from college into the workforce rather than just come in with like this attitude that I'm better than everybody and I know everything where Pat would probably seem like he'd be a guy to keep you grounded and put you in your place when needed. This is the vibe I got from Pat, which is, yeah, right. I, I think you need that, especially in sports and the environment. When you go to an office, the setting and culture is just so different than any kind of, you're not going to a fortune 500. You're not going to wall street. You're walking into a setting where like it's much more laid back, relaxed, probably compared to most places. And if you're 22, 23, it's probably pretty easy to get caught up in like, oh, this is this is a breeze. I'm here to hang out. Where Pat, it seems like he gets shit done. And his whole career, he's got shit done. So he's going to make sure you get shit done. And it sounds like he's very he holds people accountable. But I loved his candidness of like what his philosophy is and his O'Connorisms. And it was it was great. It was like, listen, this is this is old school. Put you in your place. If you step out of line, it's pretty black and white. There's no gray area with Pat, seems like. Is the vibe no, I got? Pat, that's a it's a vibe I get too, and uh, I've been around, been lucky enough to be around Pat. Uh, so I used to MC the business of baseball seminar, and I got to introduce Pat uh, a handful of times. And uh, Pat in that setting was always great. You, know, you can tell he hasn't changed. Uh, the way he was with me uh, in Memphis was the same he's been uh, since I've uh, since I've known him, and uh, he just is a genuine uh, a genuine guy. Uh, but two points I want to make on Pat, kind of what you're talking about. Uh, I have uh, a handful of rules in life. One of my rules in life, no matter what you're doing, don't be that guy. Yeah. Right. Or that so girl. Don't. Or that girl. Uh, you don't be the drunkest person at the bar. Right. But have a good time. And don't be the most arrogant person uh, when you're walking into a. Uh, your first time in the office, you don't know anything, right? No matter if you've got 40 years experience, um, you don't know those people, you don't know that organization, you don't know anything. Uh, and I think sometimes people think, well, I got to show how important I am. It's my first day and I've got to make my mark. Don't make your mark by being a douche. Yeah, no, that's make great advice. Mark, <laughs> <laughs> make your mark by being a compassionate, uh, humble uh, human being who wants to be a good team player. Yeah, like, Find who's been successful in the organization. Align yourself with them in a smart way. Don't try and upstage that person. I mean, that's going to get you nowhere. When you are when you come in and you're, and you're on the ground floor and you're the, the person, the low one on the totem pole, I guess is the best way to say it, you got to earn your stripes. And by doing that, you're going to need allies. And yes, you went to college. And yes, you're coming out full of piss and vinegar. And that's what we, we brought you in for. But there's also a way to ingrain yourself into the, the organization the right way. It's not about being like trying to outprove everybody how smart you are. You're not the smartest person in the room. And the quicker you learn that, the better off you'll be, right? So and that goes for that goes for like you and I. Like when when you're in the room, even if you are the smartest person in the room, if you don't give off that arrogance and you're willing to have an open mind and hear other people's feedback and coaching, you'll just continue to grow. So if you're 22 and you're in the room trying to come off as that person like hey i know i know this is how we should do it because this is what my professor just told me a month ago probably not going to endear yourself to the rest of the staff and you probably won't last there very long yeah and if you think you're the smartest person in the room you're already not (laughs) yes no you're not (laughs) you're not it's just so the don't be that guy or gal uh is one of my life 
rules. You never want to be on the ext- way on the extreme of anything. You want to go and have a good time or, uh, you know, make sure that you're, you're known, but you don't want to be that guy. I think everyone understands what the quote unquote, that guy means. No, and I think also you make a good, another point is look, transitioning into the workforce is, is hard. It's, it's, it, you're in this culture, like a sports, like I said, it's just different. You're, there's a lot of games. You go out after the game. It's easy to get caught up and be like comfortable. And I think that's what a lot of sports teams do is, which is different because we're all probably closer in the same age, especially at the minors. It's, it's very easy to get comfortable and then do really stupid shit that you shouldn't be doing. So like, yeah, if maybe you see some people taking a shot and more shots and you're the new person, maybe partake a little bit to your point, but don't end up being the drunkest person at the bar because that reputation is never leaving you. Nope. You're done. Nope. nope, nope you're nope. done. First impressions last forever. Yeah. My, 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 I always say, go have a good time, but don't be stupid. Yeah, no, it's sports. You should be having fun. You should be having a good time. You should be getting to know your colleagues, but take it slow because eventually if you are successful and you do last and you're there another year or two, you won't be the little person on the totem pole. Someone else could come in to be the stupid person. Yeah, right. Um, can I also say that he gave some advice that I absolutely suck at. What's that? He said, he goes, when you're sitting down to breakfast, don't be thinking about lunch. Oh. And I suck. I do too. No, I do too. I, 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 if I'm in bed, I'm thinking about what's the next day already. I wake, I wake up, I look at my calendar for what's – it's just the, in the moment – and that's why I think we've we've talked about this. Like I so it's funny. A year ago today was Game One of the World Series that us the Red Sox were in, and you're in that moment, and it's so awesome, and it's so cool, and it goes by so fast that I try and and put this ingrain this in people now. Like when you have those chances and these come don't come across often in your career, live in that moment and enjoy it. So like one of my former associates just started with the Jets. Uh, this year, which <laughs> not, yeah, not, not, not a good game. My wife is a Jets. My wife is a Jets. Oh, fan, I, yeah. uh, the boogeyman are out in Halloween for Mr. Darnold. So, there's ghosts. There's ghosts. So I actually have the backstory. I could give some people behind the scenes information on that as well. So yeah, do that. Um, so anyway, he got his first win against the Cowboys, though, right? So Zach, I, I talked to Zach today actually. So uh, Zach grew up a Giants fan, uh, so he probably grew up with a. Pretty good have, hatred of the Dallas all, Cowboys. We all have flaws in life. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right now, I have nothing to say good about the Giants. Yeah, on the, I'm on the field. Guy, yes, you know. There's nothing good to say right now. So I texted him and I was like, "Listen, man, I was like, just take this in, remember it forever. It's one. It's your first victory ever on, as your first time full time gig. Because he got to win the World Series last year. I was like, wow, talk about all downhill from there when he was in his associate, but he wasn't obviously full time employee with us for, um, for the long haul." But just remember this victory against the Dallas Cowboys. What what the game was really good. That kind of thing, like this part of the business, if you don't let those moments sink in, they'll pass you by really fast. Like it, I looked at my, it was yet literally the to did it today a, a year ago, we were in Game One of the World Series. So in about a week from now, I'll be on a duck boat, riding down Boston, celebrating a World Series a year ago, and. It's surreal that it was a year ago already, but so much stuff happens in between then that you have to really cherish those moments, whether it be when you first get into the business and you walk upstairs and you're in the arena or the stadium and you see the crowd that's there. Remember that moment because you 
you're never getting that moment back. It's you get it once, right? Like just like your first yeah. sale, your first tweet, your first whatever. The first time your email says, I work for the Boston Red Sox or I work for the New Jersey Devils or like all that stuff, you get it once. I remember uh, when we opened uh, Omaha. Uh, we opened Werner Park in Omaha and uh, I was running around like a madman because when you open a ballpark the first day is just ridiculous. And I missed the first pitch, right? I was doing something, and I wasn't looking, missed the first pitch. And I remember that day, and I was like, I missed the first pitch. Like, how the hell did I miss the first pitch? <laughs> and then I was lucky enough to, uh, I was lucky enough to be able to do another ballpark in Scranton. And I remember the staff meeting. I was like, all right, guys, I screwed this up once. Don't miss the first pitch. I don't care if you are fixing a broken water line step out watch the first pitch and then go back and fix the whatever that's broken um but go watch the first pitch and i didn't miss the first pitch in uh in scranton and uh i'm glad that i didn't but uh, yeah, yeah living in the moment i think is hard you know who also sucks at that who's one of our better interviews marty cordero not good at it not good at it, so I probably learned from the worst uh, at uh, at living in the moment. Well, you know, he tries to get better. I think it. I think it goes. I mean, you and I have pretty similar personalities, so I, I think right. it's more about always trying to be a step ahead and thinking ahead. And that I think those type of people is why we get to where we are. But at the same time, you sometimes have to remind yourself of how lucky you are, at what you're currently doing. This kind of goes back to your um, your blog, the good about, old days. Yeah, uh, the good old days. And even, but even now that we're out of the good old days and we're in these moments, like a, a year ago tonight, I was at Fenway Park for a World Series game, and when we were on our way to the win of the World Championship, and things like that, like the changes quickly. We finished 19 games out of first place this year. So, like, if yeah, you didn't those. sit sit back and have a chance to like just enjoy that part of it, you, who knows? I might never be in another World Series ever again. Like, you just never know. You were on a duck boat. Yeah, we we the front office rode the duck boats in the parade that was the, so there's nothing going to ever top the moments of obviously your children being born the most surreal experience of my life is being on a duck boat in the middle of a boston and a parade of champions on halloween by the way it was on halloween and just a sea of people of screaming for you and cheering for you and throwing beers at you and throwing like alcohol at you and just the big party it was the videos I have. Like it, it's, it's still to this day. I'll I, I get goosebumps remembering when we turned the corner out of Fenway Park, and saw, just like this mayhem of people going crazy for us. And that moment, uh, it just everybody walked off the duck boat because people had we had won the cha- I had won the championship in thirteen, uh, back when I was at Nesson. But and no one had ever been able to be on the duck boats except for the executives at the top level, and they changed it this year where everyone could get on. Uh, and that moment for everybody that got to experience that, like, there's nothing topping that. There's what 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 cooler thing can you do? Like, I don't even know where to go from there. I that's let me tell you, you don't get that selling insurance. Uh, you don't get that selling uh, most things in life. Like, yeah, I mean, right? I was on a duck boat in a parade celebrating our championship. We had just flown back from L.A. Uh, had landed kind of all recovered because we got we got home at like oof, seven in the morning because we went after the championship ended we went and partied in dodger stadium kept the party going all night on the plane got home came home crashed got back to the 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 park the next day and got on the duck boat it was it's still like 
it was a year ago, but feels like forever ago because it just life goes by so quick. So you got to like, I love Pat's advice of don't worry about lunch. Worry about breakfast while you're eating breakfast. That's such good advice specifically for our industry, especially when moments like that come along. It, it totally is. And I think it's all something that we can, uh, uh, we can, we can get, uh, we can get better at. Um, I also like, I appreciated Pat too, because he was like, he was an intern, right? He was, uh, doing kind of crappy stuff, but I also feel like, uh, Pat got out of his comfort zone. You remember he worked for a team for like 12 years and then worked for the league. Uh, it's a heck of a lot, uh, a different of an experience, but I also thought that experience of kind of doing something that makes you uncomfortable, uh, is good advice. I think being uncomfortable in a positive way, uh, once a day is like a good thing because I think it makes you, uh, it forces you to get better in some way in your professional career. Yeah, no, I think the only way to, to, to keep rounding yourself out is to do things that you don't feel like you're an expert in and are going to take a chance to then advance your career by making yourself more knowledgeable in aspects of all parts of the business, right? So if, if all you do is make sales and that's all you ever do, all you can ever speak to or ever, all you could ever apply to is a sales job. But you'll never understand the full uh, scope of how this all works. So I, the reason this actually came up, you and I were talking, Zach again, we'll go back to the Jets. We can actually close that loop too about the behind the scenes with Sam Darnold. Oh yeah, so, that's right. Uh, we'll, 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 do the, uh, we'll do the comfort zone first. So, so Zach, <laughs> Zach is uh, just this really hungry great kid who's going to like crush it in this industry right so like you just know the people that are going to make it because they just have that it thing but he's always dealt with probably some like self-confidence uh things and it's one of the big things of being his boss and now like his, his mentor is moving forward so just making sure and reassuring him is like he knows what he's doing just go do it and his his current people the jets are asking like why don't you just pick up the phone and call people if they're not emailing you back. And and Zach told me today, he's like, look, I'm, I'm that's not, I've never done that. I, never, I didn't start in ticket sales. Like, what if I don't sound good? What if I screw up? And I'm like, Zach, literally, the only way you're ever gonna get good at it is if you start doing it, one. And what is the worst that's gonna happen? We've all sounded moronic on, on a sales call. Every single person at some point in their career has screwed up a sales call on the phone. Yes. But we all had to do it to get better at it. And if the person doesn't answer or the person doesn't call you back or you screw it up and they weren't responding to your email anyway, you're not going to get the sale anyway. So what's the worst that actually happened? Yeah, the, the worst, thinking about like, what's the worst that can happen? I don't know. They don't call you back or you don't get a sale. You don't have a sale now. You don't have it anyway. Right. Right. So, do no, something different. The, do something do, different. Well, yeah, do something different. I I don't know. Uh, you know, someone always, the corny thing, send him a shoe. Like I'm trying to get my foot in the door, right? I don't know. Just do something stupid. Yeah, no, I mean, I I, I, I was talking to, um, I think actually someone in your, your wife's organization. Um, oh, uh, uh, the wonderful uh, Amika Insurance. Yeah, it's, that's correct. And uh, I've been trying to entice them with some opportunities we have within the Fenway portfolio and had some good conversations and, He's gone kind of dark on me, but uh, so I know he's a Liverpool fan, massive Liverpool fan. So I yesterday shipped him two scarfs, which if anyone who doesn't understand, like in, in Liverpool, a, a Liverpool scarf is the best thing you can get from Liverpool because that's just like what they do over there. They hold up their scarves. You'll never walk alone, the whole thing. 
Um, so we'll see when he receives it tomorrow if he'll get a response back from him. So like, it's just like he wasn't responding, he wasn't responding. Let's see if that works. Do something different. It may not, but what's the worst that can happen? We sent them some scarves. I sent a handwritten note. Yeah, you're out seven bucks in Big uh, deal. A, right. a 10 minutes. But I tried something different than just keep sending them emails. And I, I bet you he'll respond. Like, I mean, who wouldn't say at least thank you? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you'll, you'll at least get something. But, um, so but let's, close sure let's, close, let's close the Jets. Let's close Let's close the Jets thing. Let's close the Jets before yeah. we keep So tell me about these ghosts. So the way it's supposed to happen. So first of all, I don't know how his agent ever let him do this because his agent could have just stopped this from happening, right? Like Sam Donald mic'd up versus the New York New England Patriots on Monday Night Football. <laughs> no good is going to come from that. The, this Jets is like, the, the, the Pats are like a historic defense. Kind yeah, of. They're, they're really good. Really good. I saw a stat today. This is crazy. If the Patriots offense has not taken the field for a single snap this season, the Patriots would still be 3-3. Three and three. <laughs> because what? their defense has scored enough points and not given up as many points that they'd be three. Holy cow. That's incredible. So that's ridiculous. So anyway. Yeah. Um, as a Steelers fan, that just makes me nervous. Oh, as a Giants fan, I don't care too much because if I was a Jets fan, that would hurt me a little bit more. But since they've also given me two Super Bowls, thank you very much. Um, it's not the worst. So anyway, NFL Films is the one that mics up Sam. And they're recording everything that's going on, and they're the ones that's capturing that audio because of all the stuff that actually you see throughout the year and all that's cool behind-the-scenes stuff is through NFL Films. What's supposed to happen during those mic'd up moments is someone from the team is supposed to clear all the audio that makes the air because obviously they want to be able to say, like, no, that's not good. We don't want our secrets out if it's a play discussion, etc. There was no one from the team there to clear it. So Really? Yeah. So NFL Films just ran with it. and No kidding. Yeah. So is it someone that's supposed to sit like right next to the NFL films guy and be like, don't do that, do that? I think it's just that. like a clearinghouse that's supposed to happen with like, I don't know where if they sit right there, but there's a clearing situation that I guess they couldn't get a hold of whoever they were supposed to get a hold of. And lo and behold, Sam Darnold is going to see ghosts and dead people for the rest of his career. Because if you think the Patriots are ever going to let him forget that. Twitter like, killed him. Oh, yeah. I mean, I felt bad because it's not his fault. Like. No, of course not. He was doing. He was probably like, "Hey, I'll, of course I'll be mic'd up." He said yes. Uh, it's just it, it was that was a bad. That was bad. Very very bad. That. Uh, so who told you that? Um, I will not reveal. My, it was not Zach. So I don't want to get Zach. It was not Zach. It was there not we go. Zach. Make sure that we Zach is not, in the clear. I will not. It was not Zach. I will not reveal my sources, but it was not Zach. That's uh, that's good. I. Uh, I was wondering, like, how the heck does that even happen? Yeah, because... Because you, know, you never... You, like, sometimes you'll see, like, a defensive lineman or you'll sometimes see, like, a wide receiver, but very rarely is the quarterback mic'd up. Yeah, and then if it's something that's going to make them look bad, it usually doesn't make it on the air. It's not... It's usually, like, something cool or funny, and that was just, like... Ooh. <laughs> that's just... That was fodder for Twitter. That's all that was. That Yeah, that's... Uh, that's not good. That's not good. Um, you know what is good? I did talk to, uh, remember me telling you about Hannah Butler, uh, who was the one that uh, did two internship years and we just hired her to run our special events? Yep, I do. I talked to Hannah. She's wonderful. And she's actually going to write a blog for us next week about her uh, experience. And so is Alfonso, the same person we were talking about last week as well. Alfonso is going to be a guest blogger for us. So they're just going to take my job, which is fine. Um, <laughs> but that's great. No, I think anybody out there... Who again? Who has questions? I know we had Allison from Minnesota uh, reach out about an opportunity, and then 
oddly enough. Did she get offered a job? She got so Adam, Adam, my one of my former employees at, in, at Albany, reached out to me and said, "Tell Allison to reach out to me about an internship with the PGA event that they have in Minnesota." I mean, like, look, if this doesn't show you how small of a world it is, first of all, but the power of like this 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 podcast is just just making things happen for people. I mean, this is unbelievable that people are getting jobs, right? Getting into San Diego State, just everything's happening. Front office features is just making things happen, man. Like we're, we're making things happen. We're we're a big damn deal. By the way, uh, we're uh, coming up. Uh, you know, in November will be two months, and uh, our October downloads have already beaten our first month. Of September downloads. That's called growth. We've, That's called growth. We've got growth, my friend. That we've is... got month over month growth. And a part of that is, and again, thank you to San Diego State for helping us make that happen because I think they've done a very good job of spreading the word and they helped us put some of the resources behind promoting front office features through some Instagram and LinkedIn posts. So uh, all this is uh, moving along nicely. Yeah, San Diego State, one of my... Uh... I'm anxious. I'm going to go. Uh, I've got to go find a time to go meet Scott because uh, we're headed out to San Diego uh, for the baseball winter meeting. So uh, you and I, we have to we've got a big things to talk about because the winter meetings are in December. And one of the things I want to do is I want to uh, set up my little laptop and a mic, two microphones and give advice to people who are doing it right there. We might put out 40 podcasts a day uh, wow. during uh, breaking news <laughs> d- during the uh, winter meetings because I just want to be able to come up and say if you're here and you want to be on the podcast and you want to talk through this let's talk through this and we'll put a handful of them together and put two or three out a day they're five minutes long and uh, and people can listen and listen to them but uh, I, I think that uh, the the winter meetings and the giant job fair how I got my job um, would be awesome, and I think it would be a lot of fun. So that's coming up. So, and by the way, if you haven't signed up and you want to look at a job uh, in baseball, go and sign up. Uh, go out to San Diego, tour San Diego State University. I was going to say that. While you do that, go do that. Yep. And uh, and then come find me. We're going to talk more and more about this uh, between now and the winter meetings, and uh, it's going to be great. And uh, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Um, to you know, to go start your career there, and I hope you come back as many times as I have. Uh, but I, I, we've got to figure out a way, Chris, to just go have a good time. Uh, that's what this is all about. And December in San Diego definitely sounds. When is when is it this year? When's the when's the date? It's like uh, December something or other. To it's like December 9th through the twelfth, eighth through the twelfth, something nice. like that. Nice. And where and my is birthday it? is the thirteenth, Friday the thirteenth. So Ooh. I come back and it's my birthday. Where, uh, where in San Diego is it? Where, where do they hold it? The convention the, center. Oh yeah, uh, no, right, right downtown, right, right across right. the street from uh, Petco. Petco. Yeah, no, yeah, it's great down there. The gaslight, the gaslight district. Um, plenty of fish tacos to get while you're out there in December. So, I would highly recommend anybody who's listening to this, who's trying to figure out what to do with their life. Six seven months from now, from graduation, if if baseball is of interest and sports of his interest, you should probably find yourself in San Diego and find Rob and sit down and do some podcasting. Yeah, what the hell? Come on out. We'll have a good time. So, uh, because I've been 
doing all these shout outs and 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 so forth i i feel like i'd be remiss to not continue to do them as i continue to talk to people like oh because i think people get a kick out of it right uh so today peter who i talked about caa came in to the office to say goodbye we sent him off on his merry way he starts at caa next week very good congratulations peter <laughs> he uh he said he won't have much of a life because he's about to be the Lloyd for the next uh, two years at Ari, Ari Gold's <laughs> desk, which is great. Uh, and then uh, my buddy Brian, um, who I, who we unfortunately didn't get to do the podcast together yet, which we're going to do, is so Brian and I grew up together in the same town, similar to you as little Jackie Tipton. But <laughs> Brian was also the best man at my wedding because we've stayed together, we've stayed in touch. So Brian, so you, have, you didn't you didn't lose contact? No, for five years. no, no. Brian and Brian, Brian, Brian. Uh, he and I grew up in the same town. We went to high school together, went to different colleges, but then have obviously stayed very close. He was now he was the director of sales for UConn and Inspire Group, and just is moving back down to uh, Tampa to run up USF's uh, sales and service department down there. Uh, so congratulations, Brian. Uh, it's unfortunate that you will no longer be in my backyard, but uh, and be able to see the kids. But congratulations. That's good for him. Uh, bad for you. Good for him. Uh, but it's uh, it's it's funny, and I, I'll be anxious to see who takes over that Aspire job in, uh, at UConn, and uh, great job. Uh, and uh, it's it's all a small world. We're all very uh, integrated, and uh, it's crazy how it's really crazy how small of a world the sports industry is. It's 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 so small sometimes that it like blows my mind when I talk to somebody and they're like, oh yeah, I know so and so, and it's just. There's always somebody that you know, right? So that's why it's always don't burn bridges no matter where you are, no matter where you go. Don't be the douche in the office to start out because if the word spreads that you're unhirable and not the person that people want around, your career is cooked before it even got started. So Rob's advice about being don't be that guy or growl, that goes a long way in this industry because if once you have that reputation, there's no coming back. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, I, I, and I thoroughly agree. Don't be that guy. Um, but last week I said that we were going to have Jack Tipton, uh, and I lied, uh, cause we had a scheduling, uh, malfunction, but, uh, this week I already got it recorded. It is on the computer. And, uh, so we've got Jack. So, uh, next week's interview will be Jack Tipton. Uh, the white whale of front office features thus far. We gotta get the penguins. Okay. We got, like I said, we gotta get the penguin social channels to promote little Jackie Tipton and his interview with us. Yeah, I agree. We gotta get the. We gotta. We have to have them do that. And listeners need to start following. Uh, you know, front office features, uh, Twitter, and everything. We're on everything. So yeah, and then do us a favor and go on. And, and if you do love the podcast and you're listening, make sure you rate it on iTunes because that helps us, right? So if you do like it, that does give us, help. That's, get, a, that's a big help. Go hit get, that five star button. It's not and then, that hard. Just and then leave click. a comment if you have some comments about it. Or I, I, I think in, again, encouraging you, just like Allison did from Minnesota, and a couple people have reached out with some questions. Ask us what you want us to talk about, and we'll, or if you want us just to respond or get on the phone with us, do that as well. But. uh yeah, interaction is key to this. Like we need we need people to, to continue giving us some content ideas and some questions. Amen, buddy. Amen. So, uh, we're on our way. Congratulations to you uh, and to you on our on our month over month growth. I'm excited about that. Uh, again, tell tell Amy to, to uh, tell her friends in Amica to call me back. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, hey, Amy, call Val- <laughs> uh, have someone call Valenti back. Um, and. Uh, you know, and I obviously thanks to our great partner, San Diego State Sports NBA program. If you want to go to the Dominican, a part of your San Diego uh, State Sports NBA experience, 
then like let's let's go. So uh, sdsu.edu backslash smba, and uh, you can learn more about that program. You can learn more about uh, the trips that you're going to take, the community service work that you're going to do, the uh, work that you're going to do with the Major League Bank sponsor. Um, it's a pretty cool program, really integrated. So um, I was very impressed when I heard that. So uh, all great stuff. And uh, next week, uh, uh, I'm anxious to share uh, Jack Tipton. Not only am I anxious to share the interview, but I'm anxious to share the embarrassing pictures from like 93. Uh, That's that what I'm are, looking the most forward to is seeing those. Uh, that'll, that will make sure that we share on uh, on all the social. So if that if that's not encouragement to go follow us on social. Uh, and then, oh, everyone should retweet the hell out of that, by the way, or re- Instagram, however, share it, love it, face it, whatever you got to do. Just make sure this goes viral, that Rob is in a starter's jacket from 1992. I am, I am, a, I am a starter. And you remember the logo athletic shark tooth hats? Yes, yes, yep. I do. We're rocking one of those too, buddy. I was all 90s all day that day. By the way, that is the definition of a kid named Robbie. <laughs> not rob that is a robbie through and through uh, Ro- robbie was wearing a starter jacket and a shark tooth that is a robbie crane that is not a rob crane that is a robbie crane and robbie crane was definitely enjoying it was a penguin starter jacket too i mean if if i bet you your mom might still have it uh i doubt it but my Maybe parents are starting to clean out the stuff in their house as they continue to get everything out and the stuff that they still have that you totally forget about, I'm like, I don't even, I totally forgot I even had something like that. I bet you your mom yeah. might have it. She might. I mean, she came down one day with like a box full of like Little League trophies. Like, what the hell am I going to do with these <laughs> Put them in your attic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, put them in my attic. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Anyway, uh, until next time, my friend. Later. See you.